Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome back to another amazing episode, a late night episode after hours of the Highly Taken podcast. Some people have have prior things to do like church. I'm not going to sit there and judge for that. Obviously, church is a good place to be. We're here at 10 p.m. and we're going to hit it with episode 14. David Sieber back at you from Tallahassee, Florida. Christian Smith back at you from Wilmington, Delaware, currently trying to find his fuck phone. Hey, Nick Smith back here in Jacksonville. Yes. Let's get it, Yes, guys. yes, yes, yes. Oh, yes, I yes. needed that, baby. Needed that. needed that. That that put an, an extra three hours for me not being able to sleep. Now, that's great. Um, oh, so it is, our, it is our weekend episode. So you know what that means. We're going to start off with a nice gone in 60 seconds. I'll read something stupid about sports, and they're going to do something stupid and try to finish that within 60 seconds. So yeah, David, I have a good, I have a good one for you. Are you ready? Got drunk like what are you 60 doing? minutes ago. Oh, did you ice me? Did that, that like reach to the screen and get that now? <laughs> I told you right. I got a good one. Ooh. All right. On your mark, get set, go. This sport is one to cool you down. You either have that dog in you or not in this sport. I'm not pulling your leg or body, and there is definitely snow way I'm forcing around. The sport in question is ski, ski yorking. Ski yoring. Uh, this is a winter sport in which a person on skis is pulled by a horse, a dog or dogs, another animal, or even a motor vehicle. That's just talent. He didn't open his throat. I'm not even done finishing the half a paragraph. Although ski yoring is said to have originated as a mode of winter travel, it's currently a primary competitive a competitive sport. I sorry, I just built a video. In 1924, Equin Ski made appearance at the Cheminox International Winter Sports Week, and then it ended up in the actual Winter Olympics in 1928. Now, it hasn't been in there since, but there is a USA affiliate now in 2018. They're currently promoving a national circuit, and hopefully they have near about 30, uh, 30 races. Um, they're actually looking to try to become again an Olympic sport in 2030 or 2034, which would mark 100 years of ski yorking. So... That's interesting. I heard. Nick, I found a current AA meeting about a half a mile down your fucking street because, dude, in the, the amount of time it took me to chug a fucking 12 ounce, one second later you were done with fucking 24 ounce. What the hell, I, man? Uh, I literally. This is read, more than a 24 ounce, bud. I, I read like maybe two or three just sentences, just yeah. sentences, yeah. and he was done. Like, yeah. dude, was, he's been having troubles with like beer at that age, doing like six, 60 minutes, 60 or 60 seconds of beer. And he just did that within like three, four seconds. Yeah, Nick, look, if you go down about a half a mile to the Circle K and then you make a right, I mean, dude, that the AA meeting, it's, it's right there. It starts at 10 15. That stuff tastes like orange juice, though, man. It's like drinking orange juice. Like, it, come on now. We've all had it. We've all been there. It doesn't really. That's like sitting here saying like drinking anything, clear liquors like water. I'm telling you. No, it's no, it's not. I, I'm hurting. I was taking some pop love earlier. We're, we're, we're becoming an alcoholic podcast with sports at this point. <laughs> Bro, we need to create our own alcohol brand. All right. So what? I heard, I, all I heard was I'm the scat man. Uh, what is this sport? Scat, the scat <laughs> man. It's called ski yorging. Exactly. I, I was, I was spot Norwegian. On, it's Norwegian. Oh, okay. All right. But yeah. It was basically you're literally just on skis and you get pulled by like, a horse, a dog, or like a, a motor vehicle, and that's that's the sport. Oh, well, all right. Nothing that too crazy. Like it's, it's nothing, not anything like toe wrestling or suction no. cup. Ball toe wrestling is fire. I, I do. I, I did like those. I did I like those. Compete in toe wrestling. So, guys, that's gonna that's gonna get us into it, man. Yeah, we're going over 
our top 10 offensive tackles. Like always, let's start with the dumbass himself, Christian. Oh, I really appreciate you giving me that nice nickname. Well, you've always had that nickname. It's not right. giving it to you. Well, today, uh, had a little issues with the computer earlier on, so I'm going to have to read from my phone. Sorry about it, boys. Coming in, though, at number 10, uh, I have Tyron Smith for the Cowboys. Now, I hate to put a Cowboy on this list. However, this is a guy that, you know, has been a longtime anchor uh, for the Cowboys since his draft days. I mean, this is a guy who has multiple Pro Bowl and all pro bids. Um, the only biggest problem with him is that, I mean, especially late now in his career, he, he the injuries is a big problem, right? He can't always stay healthy. He's not always on the field. And, I mean, that's something that, that always is going to take a big, you know, a big hit in a guy's um, rankings. But even still, I mean, this guy's a big enough force for me to keep him at the t- inside the top 10. So I'm going to keep him at the 10 spot. Ooh, I know. Dude, I that's that. such garbage, man. Dude, I didn't even have any Cowboys in the top 15. That's hey, look, look, honestly, honestly, mm-hmm. that's fair enough. I, I understand. I think once you get to about the at the in my opinion, at the 10 spot, you can pick and choose who you want. Exactly. But, yeah. Because you, you get your right tackle and you get your left tackle. Right, so you, you right. can choose between so, them. So, all right. I'm not right. going to argue. Yeah, right. You can pick and choose who you want. And in my opinion, between the longevity and the elite play, I think, fuck you, buddy. I you think that that's right the tackle spot. and you have your left tackle. Like, what are the tackles you have? You have an up tackle, a down tackle, you have a middle tackle. You have maybe. a Northwest tackle? Uh, Northwestern? Maybe. Anyways, coming in at number nine. <laughs> um, and you guys, honestly, you guys might not have him on your list. You might have him on your list. But I'm going to go with. At this point now, third year veteran Penny Sewell for the Lions. I, like uh, I think I think this guy is. I mean, former I believe what was it second overall pick was that where he went? I believe it was the two spot. Fifth, fifth. Yeah. It was fifth. Okay, I'm sorry, fifth spot. Former fifth overall pick though. I mean, the guy has been been basically everything that you want. There's obviously room for improvement. Uh, at the spot, but I mean, it's going to come with time. It's going to come with age, but he's a very good piece at keeping golf upright. Uh, and I think, I think that's just going to continue Pause. to be. A, ooh, I think that's going to be continue to be a big centerpiece for the uh, Lions offensive line. Yeah, number eight for me. I'm going to roll with Larry Tunsil, the former gas mask hitter himself. You yes, have met eight. Yes, <laughs> I have met eight. I get it. That seems very low, and I'm 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 okay with that. I know. But listen, just you wait, dude. I just think I dude. I think Larry Tunsil is 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 a great offensive tackle. I think he's you know what I mean. He's a top ten, obviously. Yeah. They have him sitting here at eight, but there's just there's just more guys in front of him that I like better than him. And you know what? I mean, that's just how it is, dude. Tunsil's a great tackle. He knows how to you know he's been he's been a great left tackle since he came into the league. And obviously, you know, left tackle is one of the most important positions in football. But I just, dude, dude, he was he was literally number one in pass blocking last year. Are you serious? Put him in eight. eight? Put him in Damn. Eight. All Damn. right. Coming in at number seven, Ryan Ramchek for the Saints. Uh, I mean, this is a guy who has been a centerpiece on the Saints O line for absolute years now. Uh, he's a three-time All-Pro selection who had never missed a game up until this past season with a knee injury. Um, I mean, I, obviously, I know. It's going to be hard coming back from an injury, but with a guy of this caliber and this talent, I mean, he's going to still be able to hold through uh, on the offensive line and continue to be the anchor like he has been for every past year before this. You think that propels the Saints? I don't know if it propels the Saints. I'll tell you. I don't and, know. And 
in my and to be honest with you, dude, my honest opinion is Derek Carr is going to be what propels the Saints. I think he's going to have a very decent year. I don't think he's going to have a crazy year. You know what I mean? I don't think he's going to be like top five QB, but I think Carr is going to have a very good showing out there in, in New Orleans, and I think that's going to be the key over there for them. I like the running backs there they have this year. Kamara and who else? Really? Oh. Jamal Williams? Oh, they got – okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good – no, that's definitely a good tandem. Taysom Hill. Coming at number six, I have Rashawn Slater for the Chargers. That's my boy. Um, I mean, I think we really got to see a back ba- or a bounce back year coming from him. Uh, I mean, he got hurt in week three of last year. So we didn't really get to see a whole bunch of him. However, I mean, this guy, I mean, he's a force, right? I mean, since he's been drafted by the car or I'm sorry, Chargers at this point now, three years ago. Uh, I mean, he has an all pro season already under his belt. The guy knows how to play. He, he can keep Herbert upright. And I think that's going to be a very big piece for the Chargers this year. I think that was a tough so, loss for them last year. But so what's you're up? saying you're saying that he's going to be a charging force. Ooh, for oh, the Chargers. oh, oh Ooh. my God, dude. Woo. Good one. It's a good one. Now starting into our top five at number five, I'm going to go with Andrew Thomas from the Giants. Now, this is one that I feel like, you know what I mean? He could have, he could have been kept outside the top five, but as young as he is and as much as he's produced, I feel like once again, I feel like he's going to take another big jump this year. He's going to, he's going to be able to have maybe not necessarily a Lane Johnson type of year where he doesn't allow zero pressures for the next two years, obviously, but what do you count, David? I was making fun of your double negative. Keep going. Fair enough. Fair enough. But I mean, one way or another, this guy is going to help uh, the Giants offensive line in a very big way. He's going to be able to help keep Daniel Jones upright. Now, I don't think the Giants are going to find much success at the end of the day because Daniel Jones is quarterback. However, I do believe that this guy is a top five offensive lineman. Um, coming in at number four, though, this one hits home, baby. I'm going to go with Jordan Mailata, the former Ooh, rugby player turned it. into NFL tackle. I mean, dude, this guy is an absolute. Someone, I mean, some would argue he was a singer that turned into an offensive tackle, but you know, right, whatever, you know, right. I mean, dude, this is a guy that a singer. We all, I mean, everybody says you can't teach physical traits, right? And this is a guy whose physical traits are through the roof. I believe he's what six seven, over three hundred pounds. I mean, and Bro. he can move, he can move quick. And I mean, not even that. So the stats coming back him up. I mean, he's he's a very great pass protector. He can get a little bit better on the run block, but still, he's not a guy that's going to let up more than two, three, four, or two, three sacks a year. I mean. He's a great offensive tackle, and I mean, he's helped Philadelphia's line become what Philadelphia's line has been, the arguable best line in the league. So because of that, I have him sitting at the three spot, or four spot, I'm sorry, four spot. Sorry. Downing's hard. Number three, I'm going to roll with Tristan Wurst from the Bucks. This is a guy who, since he came into the league, has been playing at an all-pro, a very high-caliber level. Uh, I mean – I, dude, I I believe he's had one sack let up or two sacks let up for the past two years. That's very good. That's very good. But that's Brady. I Hey, look, I get it. It doesn't really matter, though, dude. At the end of the day, if you're – dude, you go back and look at the Bucks' first place schedule, though, the defensive ends you're playing against. I mean, dude, those are very, very good defensive ends. You have to hold up your end of the bargain. And Tristan Warsh did just that. And so because of that, I mean, he's going to get the three spot. I mean, this this is a very, very good – Offensive tackle. Um, in my opinion, he's without a doubt the arguable top three in the league. Number two, we're gonna hit home again, and we're gonna go with Lane Johnson. I mean, 
Look, dude, who I have, who I have sitting at the one spot, I feel like it can't be argued, but I mean, at least currently, but Lane Johnson, I mean, this is a guy that comes out and produces all the time, nonstop injuries have been a little bit of a factor throughout his career. And we know that, but when he's out there on the field, dude, I mean, the guy is just an absolute, I mean, an arguable top one of the position. I mean, we've seen it. Zero sacks led up through the past two years. Zero QB pressures led up through the past two years. I mean, this guy is is he's a, he's going to be a Hall of Famer one day, right? He's playing an I mean as an absolute unit on this complete great offensive Eagles offensive line. I mean, in my opinion, dude, there's really no argument at the one and two spots. After you get to the three, there can become an argument, but at the one and two spot, there's no argument. And coming out of the one spot, again, I believe there's no argument. I'm going to go with Trent Williams from the Niners. I mean, this is a guy that can take over a game on the offensive line. He can make your best defensive player not there. I mean, and and there's, I mean, bro, there's not anybody else in the league that can really do that. Lane Johnson can get that here and there. But, dude, I mean, Trent Williams takes out completely your your best defensive player that's rushing in the game. What, I mean, what did, like the, what did just, he do? Just like the, the Eagles, Eagles. Uh, took out, yeah, just like the Eagles took out his two of his quarterbacks. Hey, dude, listen, I understand that. But which side did they come off of? The left side oh, or the right oh, side? Awesome. Both. The left side. Go look at the film. Mm. They came off oh. the left side each time. They didn't come off the yeah. right side. Awesome. But anyway, that's going to round out my top 10, baby. So that's it. Let me see what y'all got. Sorry, sorry yeah. guys. I'm I'm bantering a little bit because that that, that ice is hitting me hard. <laughs> All right, starting out the top 10, I'm going to go with Sewell at number 10. We start off in Detroit with Sewell. He had an all right rookie campaign in 2021, but made a giant leap last year. He was chosen as the fifth overall pick, and I will say it multiple times. Okay, what? I don't know what I did. Not you, you, not you. It's Christian. Uh, He's on I will mute. say it multiple times if you're willing to use a top five pick for a lineman, that lineman better hit. Yeah. Um, he had great footwork improvement the last year and reacted well to defensive line moves. The line did well for Detroit. He pairs well with Taylor Decker. They were forced to be reckoned with. They had golf and got him a career season last year. Williams had a career season last year. So that's why I have him at my 10. Number nine. Hold on, hold got- on, hold on, Nick, bro. You and I both just fucked up. We put alcohol inside the video, dude. That goes in the cup, bro. I can what are you talking about? You can, bro. You said it was a sponsorship problem. Not anymore. Oh, we're sponsored by White Claw. <laughs> yeah. Shout out White Claw. Yes. Yes, baby. Let's go to the club. Yes, queen. I need my mango White Claws. Uh, Chad wasn't talking to me last night. He's too busy at the frat house. <laughs> so I had I had to go to Chipotle, and I was just all sad. It was. Chipotle is my life. So at number nine, now you gave Christian a hard time for having him so long list, and I have him even lower. Larry wow. Tunsil. Wow. I have Larry Tunsil at nine. Uh, first off, he's two. He's one. He's the first of two AFC tackles on my list. He has been consistent his entire career, except for I think two years ago, he had a pretty off season. Granted, he was traded for a lot. He was traded for two yeah. firsts and um, second and some more. You know, I, if a tackle is really worth that much, I'm not 100% sure. But regardless, Whoa. he's he, well, two firsts, a second, and more picks. I think that's a little too much for a tackle. Dude, if you get, I mean, maybe if it's Laramie Tunsil, I understand. But, dude, I mean, this is the guy that keeps your quarterback upright, man. You, I, 
You telling me right now, if you're a team that needs a left tackle, you're not giving that up for me. Two first. Again, look, look, look again, first. again, Larry Tunsil, I don't understand, but someone like Trent Williams, you're not giving that up. I'm not for two firsts. I think I two would. firsts is I a would. lot. I'm not going to lie. I would. It's that important, but continue. I'm sorry. I mean, he's a, he's an elite pass blocker and a great run blocker. Um, He will need to be good on that offense. He's a rookie quarterback coming in next year, as well as a second-year running back who looked good next uh, last year. So it's going to be interesting to see what he does. At eight, I have Rashawn Slater, which okay. is my last of the two AFC tackles on this list. Wow. He was good. Um, He was so good that he was fourth in offensive rookie of the year voting back in 2021. He's a smaller tackle. He's only about 6'3", 315. Um, he received a second-team All-Pro as well. The issue is he did have a ruptured bicep last year, and so that kept him out for a good portion of the year. Now it's going to be interesting to see if he comes back into the mix from that injury. You know, a bicep injury is a, a big thing, but usually you see offensive linemen be able to come back from an arm injury pretty easily. Um, at number seven, I have Christian Derisaw. He okay. was drafted in 2021. He was taken. He has taken a giant leap in his second season as well. He only allowed 23 pressures and 612 snaps for Minnesota. If he takes another giant leap, he could arguably be a top five tackle in the league. But there are just a lot of good people ahead of him, even yep. especially in the NFC. I will At say real quick, he's my 11. He was my 11 spot. He was the honorable mention man out. At number six, I have Ryan Ramschick. Um, it seems this guy has been good forever. However, he's only drafted in 2017 yep. and has been good ever since. He's been, again, like you said, he was an all pro from 2018 to 2020. Wisconsin like products, you, correct? I believe, I believe so. Badger. I believe so. Um, he hadn't missed a game, like you said, until his knee injury. Um, however, he is a little bit better, I think, in the run game and the passing game which is fine for a team who has really good backs and has yeah. been kind of missing a quarterback for a while. And right. the only issue is he did end up losing Taron Armstead, who is now in Miami. Yeah, so he is now down a guy in the line. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see how he adjusts to that as well. Yeah. At number five, I have Jordan Maialata, okay. the former rugby player graduated Stadlin university with a degree in pancakeology. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he was going to be a fullback when he came out of the draft. Huh. Um, oh, imagine though, imagine Dude, we were wrong due to 6'8", 364 pounds and ran at five twelve forty, which is Crazy. ridiculous for a tackle. Yeah. Um, and he can sing like a motherfucker. Not to mention that's on right next one. Not to mention he's a great singer. Matt, yeah. I'm a big fan of the mass singer. I knew it was him from off the bat. Just want to say okay. that. Um, he has been great in the run game. But I, I need to see it improve, though. Oh, you, well, I mean, you can. You have to see it improve, dude. Watch the mass singer. No, I mean, on, like, I need uh, to see improve that you knew that was him. Oh. He said it. He said it. I remember it. I was I'll in the group chat. For you. Was it in the I'll group chat for you, David? Okay. I remember so I you. You I saying the that, clues, that was dude. It was so the clues. Um. Anyway. Uh. Oh, where, where was I? Oh, he's great in the run game. I think he can make better steps in the passing game. Um. He has that physical ability. He's one of the best pulling tackles that I've seen. He gets out there fast. Gets out there in space. Um, I think if he makes those improvements, he could also just be a top three back and top three back top three tackle in the league. At four, I have Tristan Wirfs. I wanted him at three, but I just decided against it. He was amazing. Um, he's amazingly the fourth tackle to be drafted in 2020. 
Granted, one of those is top three in my list. I was drafted ahead of him. He received first team all pro in 2021. He yep. only allowed six pressures last year with 500 or more snaps taken. He is a great lineman and could argue to be higher on my list. Okay. After that, number three, I have Andrew Thomas. I was really close to putting yeah. Worfs in this spot. Like I said, Worfs is good. However, this pick has paid off for the Giants. Yeah. Now, picking a lineman at fourth overall, like I said earlier, if you pick a lineman in the top five, he better be good. Yeah. Well, the last time and, they did that was Flowers, and look how that paid off. For Trent, oh, my well, God. And here's what I'll say is the first year for Andrew Thomas didn't look good. No. He had yeah. ten, no, he allowed 10 sacks in that first year, and he seemed like he was going to end up being a bust. But he improved well. His footwork improved amazingly, and he's one of the best passing blocking tackles in the NFL. The Giants need this in a division that has the Eagles defensive yep. line. They have Micah Parsons. They have Chase Young, Montez Sweat. Um, the rest of the line is pretty bad for the Giants, but he is a lockdown yep. man on that line. And he has a top five paid quarterback he has to protect now and an arguably top 10 running back he has to protect too. Let me so, ask you, let me ask you real quick. I, I'm curious about this. Do you think, so as you said, Andrew Thomas didn't have great production in his first year, but then after that, you know, he's very solid. You think Kevon Thibodeau has a good jump in the second year for the Giants here? Well, t- well, I mean, Thibodeau had a pretty good deep, like rookie year. I feel. No, yeah, he had a, he had a very decent he started. He started off pretty bad, but then he like th- halfway through, he kind of figured it out. But I, I, I mean, maybe but do we at least a see jump- a jump in production? Is what I'm saying. I hope maybe not. I mean, he play, but he plays. Yeah, I, I mean, you get to think it's really hard that that division as well as it has great defense. It also has yeah. amazing offensive lines as well between it the does, Dallas except Cowboys for the except and, for the, and, and the uh, Redskins or or Foreskins. Yeah, or the Foreskins. Uh, oh, the Foreskins. The Foreskins are in that division. They had Trent. They had Trent Williams, who they dra- who they traded to San Fran. So. Who is that bro? They also had a guard there for a while who was a multiple time Pro Bowler. I forget his name, but he left. He left not too long mm-hmm. ago too. And so I'm going to do something here, and you guys aren't going to like it. You guys are going to make fun of me. Oh, no. At 1B, I have Trent Williams. This is a little cheating on my part. Um, I see what you're doing here. I respect it. I respect it. He's arguably number one on the list of offensive tackles. He probably is the most physically dominant tackle in the NFL. His body size makes him a force to be reckoned with. Um, He can push defensive down the field. He's a key part of that dominating run offense that the San Francisco 49ers have. Um, He's been an all-pro every season since leaving Washington for San Fran. His only flaw has been injuries. He hasn't played a complete season since 2013. He was ranked at Pro Football Focus's number one offensive tackle. However, I don't really like Pro Football Focus. I feel like sometimes they have BS rankings in there. Um, Miles Sanders Sanders was a rookie. He didn't have him in the top 30 rookies that year. Um, so at number one A, I have Lane Johnson. This is a top up, top, top off. Wow, this is a toss up, but came top down off. to this. This is arguably a hot take, but I think Trent and Lane are pretty much one A and one B. I don't I disagree think, with that. I just think Lane is a little better. No, Lane that played, I disagree with. Lane <laughs> played with an injury that needed surgery almost all postseasons and so still true. dominated. That's true. That's he played so through true. injury and more importantly, still hasn't let up a sack since 2020. Or I'm pretty sure it's a pressure insane. as well, right? He hasn't let up not, pressure either. I'm not sure about pressures, but I know for sure he's not allowed a sack since the I'm 2020. Pretty sure season. I saw through pro I'm sorry to cut you off. But I'm pretty sure I saw through pro football focus. He hasn't let up a pressure either. I don't trust Pro Football Focus, but if I that's understand. the case, I, that's, that's true. That's true. He did say that. Um he's also versatile in the run game. He has a great ability to get to the second level for 
um, to create Mack track size holes for his running backs, as well as obviously Jalen Hurts in the offense. Now, again, I feel like it's a little cheating. It's, I feel like it was very hard to distinguish between the top two tackles. Again, I know it's cheating, but I think both guys are first ballot Hall of Famers, no doubt in my mind. And I feel like it'd be a disservice to call either one of them the second best, though I personally have a bias towards Lane Johnson. Yeah. I will say it's crazy that eight out of the 10 are from the NFC, which yeah, makes it so crazy. much harder to be an all pro or pro baller in that in that conference. Uh, I do have some arm. Well, I mean, all like- pros go for if you're an all pro, it goes throughout the entire league, not just for AFC NFC. Right. Um, but right. Still, I mean, still, it makes it a little bit harder, too. I wanted to put some honorable mentions. I have Tyron Smith from the Cowboys, okay. Colton Miller from the Raiders, Orlando Brown, newly acquired from the Bengals, Bakhtiari from the Packers, and then Ronnie you. Stanley from the Ravens. Yeah, I, I mean, like the, I like those honorable good. mentions right there. Those are good yeah. honorable mentions. I'll, I'll lead it off. Uh, you, you just said my number 10 uh, on that one, Ronnie Stanley. Um, I think I think he's a good. He's been fighting through injuries, uh, the past three years. But I think he gets back to him his old self, like in 2019, where he only had 10 total pressures on the year. I think that's going to really propel them on that offense. Uh, number nine, I got Ryan Ramsick. Um, wow. Yeah, you know, really hit home. I was doing all this research and stuff, and everybody's like, you know, for a 29 year old, you know, he's looking pretty good for an older older tackle i'm like man that really hit older. home that really hit home i was like am i past Poor my Nick. prime am i past <laughs> my prime now <laughs> uh, so that that really that really hit me there but you know he's always been top five i feel like he's always been top five and right tackles uh all all around great run and pass blocking tackle number eight i got rashawn slater uh you know going 13th in the 2021 selection uh draft he had to perform. Um, he could end up being higher on this list based on performance. I think he's pretty athletic at his position. So I, I would like to see what he can do this year, but that's why I'm at number eight right now. Um, number seven, I got Tristan Worfs. Ooh, oh, seven. I know. Seven, I, I, that's I know. crazy. Um, you're, dude, no, bro, give me whatever the fuck you're smoking. So the reason I have him here is because I give think Brady – Brady really helped him and be, be where your he's last, at. Last one. Now here's here's what I have to say is because you have another quarterback coming in that might hold the ball a little too long LT. and it's gonna get him is gonna get him into a situation where he's gonna let up some sacks and I don't want to see it because he could be better but I think there's gonna be some situations Brady's used to throwing the ball away quick whereas these right. other quarterbacks you know whether it be Trask whether it be Mayfield I don't know if they're gonna be able to get it away fast enough based off what he does. Okay. Um, Six, I got Christian Darisol. Uh, I, I like him over there in Minnesota. Uh, one of yeah, the sorry. best, one of the best run blocking uh, tackles. He isn't, he's okay in the pass block, but really it's the run blocking that really gets him to where he's at and propels him over to that spot. Um, number five, I got Andrew Thomas. This hurt. This hurt. I didn't want to put him in the top five because he's in the Giants, but consistently every single year he's he's produced better and better and better his stats are getting better i think he's going to he could even be a top three if he continues getting better and better like he has been so i can't i can't argue him being in that situation um then number four the mask singer himself jordan maialata i mean he is one of the 
best duos combined best duos in in the lines i mean it uh, honestly you have him and lane johnson offensive tackles you can't beat it honestly it's it's amazing you know dude went through the international player pathway found himself i think he ended up going fourth or fifth round in the draft found himself as one of the best tackles in the league now which is mind-blowing i mean never thought never played a college snap was a rugby player and is still doing what he can do. He's so athletic. He's so yeah. good at what he does. Yeah. And it doesn't hurt when you got a voice like that, man. And you can go out there and put an album and be one of the best top selling albums. Best uh, Christmas album ever. Love it. Yo, dude, that shit was so fire. I played that all through December when I when I do that. Pentatonics that was get out so of amazing. Yeah. Love Pentatonics, but yeah, no, that was dude. They're favorite. coming out with another one. They're coming out with another one. Oh, bring it on. Uh, love that movie <laughs> number three i got laramie tunsil you guys didn't like it i like him there yes they gave <laughs> up a lot to so get tunsil, but i just think i mean the so dude high. was he was the best pass protecting uh tackle in the league last year he was consistent last year but like you said he didn't have a quarterback so they were running the ball a lot over there too so you know, I that might have played a factor into it. Um, I mean, dude, he kept Davis Mills upright. Okay, exactly. What's Baller. he gonna What's he gonna do now Baller. with a with a rookie quarterback? But needless to say, I look him at number three. Number two, dude, look, hey, look, I, I will say though, he kept uh, he kept Davis Mills upright, and somehow Davis one way or a fucking another, this motherfucker Brandon Cooks had a thousand yards. Some fucking how, dude. This motherfucker always has a thousand yards every fucking year. That's dude. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So, at number two, I wanted to put him at number one. I just couldn't do it. Yeah, Lane Johnson. It. Yeah, Lane Johnson. I mean, he's always he's always up there. He's always been a top five at his position since the beginning. Yes, he fights injuries. He's getting older, and I think that's the reason why I'm at. I have him at number two. You know, and he fought through that injury last year, which is crazy to me. But he. I mean, he's just a baller, dude. He and look, let's not for, let's not forget. And I, as a as an Eagles fan, I hate to I hate to say this, but at the end of the day, the PED suspension will always partially derail all that he created. I mean, that's you know what I mean. Well, I, I, that's that's my that's my personal take, dude. I really do. I feel like, dude. I mean, anybody that gets suspended for PED use now, at the end of the day, I don't. I still don't think that. Like, you know what I mean, like. He dude, he's a Hall of Famer, right? He's a Hall of Famer, even after the PDs. But I still think at the end of the day, that's something that plays a part into his role. I don't know. I you can't he got suspended. Let them take it. steroids, damn it. I agree. Uh I mean, if one player's gonna do it, let them all do it. I mean, it's up to them. But Woo! he got he got suspended for 10 games for doing it though. Yeah, so. but it hurt. It hurt when he was gone. We all saw it. I mean, not having him there it was tough. But I mean, hey, I mean, but again, I, I mean, can't I can't put him, I can't put him at number one. Number one, in not. my opinion, without yep. a doubt, is Trent. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I think David had an L take. You know what? What's crazy? No, I won't say okay. an L. I mean, he still had him at one B. Yeah, but, but he had him at one B. Uh, so he had him a. at he had him at two. I'm gonna just put that out there. He right. had him at no, two. Right. One, it's still, one B. It's still two. It's still it's good. Two. It's still good. I I. Yeah, I'm talking about. He's he's good, right? I think he fits the Niners offense perfectly in what they like to run. Uh, he doesn't really have to worry about much. They don't throw the ball a whole lot over there. They like to run the ball more. Um, Christian McCaffrey too over there now. Now I will say this. Uh, he's great 
both run and pass blocking. He had 19 total pressures, which is more than Lane Johnson had last year. But take in fact the game against the Eagles, there was a lot going on in that one. So that, that kind of got that up there a little more. Um, I mean, dude, they yeah, always say the get best. you a man that can do both, right? Uh that's that's David for us. He can do it all. I know David that's can do everything. Boy. David can do everything, Ooh, baby. Yeah, look at that. Right, look I'm a top that. and a bottom. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, give us that look again. Yeah, smolder us. Oh my God, Yo, they call me Jimmy Rollins because <laughs> oh, I'm a switch fucking hitter. massive boner right now. Mm. <laughs> can we get to your one? Oh, can we get to your? Is that, are you done with this? <laughs> yeah, that was number one. That was number Stop one. Stop this guys. bit. I don't. All right, end it. End it and create sex a new candy one. right now. <laughs> So that's going to end us in that segment, get us into our MLB power rankings, our top 10 teams that we're thinking going into close to the all-star break. Uh, Christian, what what you got over there, homie? Yeah, look, uh, to start it off here at number 10, I'm going to have to roll with, I mean, honestly, right now, record-wise, the hottest team in baseball. And at number 10, I'm going to – Oh, David – I'm going to roll with the Cincinnati Reds. Um, Now, this might be a little bit of a hot take here, but they have now gone. Hey, on a we swallow around here. Yeah, David, come on, dude. You need to know that. Sorry. I'm going to roll with the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, I mean, they're winners of 11 straight games. I don't know if did they play today and if they won today. I don't they know. They do not play today. They start tomorrow against the Braves. Okay. So then, yeah. So they're winners of 11 straight games. I mean, they're they're officially the hottest team in baseball right now. Uh. And a big part of that is go shout out to Ellie De La Cruz. Great, great bring up from the minors. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I can't sit here and say, I mean, they're sitting in first place in the division right now. I don't know if that's where they're going to finish, but one way or another, this is the hottest team in baseball. And so because of that, they're able to make my top 10 spot. So at the 10 spot, we're going to roll with the Reds. Coming at number nine is going to be the San Francisco Giants. Now, this is a team that I feel has done a lot more so far through the season than they have been expected to do. Uh, they're the second-place team in the division. Surprisingly, the Dodgers are sitting at third, which blows my mind to me right now. But, I mean, this dude, this Giants team is hot. They know they know what they're doing. They're playing They're playing good ball. Uh, and I feel like there's no argument that they should be inside of this top ten. Number eight, I hate them with a passion, but I'm going to roll the Yankees. They've had a couple injuries derailing here. I mean, John Carlos Stanton didn't dig back until about a couple weeks ago. Right now, I'm pretty sure Aaron Judge is on the 10-day IL. So injuries have continued. And I mean, this isn't the first time Judge has been injured either. Injuries continue to derail this team. However, they're still sitting there with a positive record. They're sitting at third place in what I would, I mean, I feel like without a doubt, is the toughest division in baseball right now. Uh, and, I mean, the Yankees every year, whether or not, you know what I mean, they just, they just compete year in, year out. One of the best payrolls in all of baseball. This team is very set up set up very well. It's a good baseball team. Whether or not that they're sitting in first or second place in the division or not, they're still a very well set up, very well-rounded Well, baseball. they're not first or second, but that's fine. I know. I know that's why I'm saying they're not sitting in first, second, they're sitting in third. I know that they're third. Coming in at number seven, I'm going to go with the Marlins. Marlins, now, baby. Yeah. Look, I feel like for years the Marlins have been very shitty. Not a not a I mean, maybe not very shitty, but they haven't been the most competitive team uh in baseball for the past couple of years. But I mean, dude, when you have a guy who's on your team batting about four hundred, 
you have Sandy Alcantara on your team, who's right now not even your ace at the end of the day. I mean, this team this team is set up very well. I'm probably going to see him getting a wild card spot. I mean, I would love to see the Phillies come out hopefully soon and surpass them. But this team is just playing very good ball right now, and you cannot argue that. And so because of that, I'm going to have him sitting at the seventh spot. Sitting at the sixth spot, another team inside of this division, I'm going to go with the Blue Jays. I really like this team. I think, yes, I know. I get it. They're sitting at the exact same record with the Yankees. However, I feel like, dude, they're going to pick it up here soon. I mean, Bo Bichette's already playing out of his mind. Vlad Guerrero Jr. is going to come back. He's going to be playing out of his mind. This team is a very good team, and they're in the hardest division in the league. They have the exact same record as the Yankees, who sit just two spots below them on my power rankings. But one way or another, dude, this team knows how to play. They have good players all around the position, great bats and everything. <laughs> great bats and everything. This team is a very well-set-up, very well-rounded team. Entering the top five here, I'm going to go with the Texas Rangers. This is a team that has very, very good at-bats. And, I yes, Nick, I see your facial expressions there sitting at the five spot. But that's where I have them sitting right now, dude. I Dude, look, this team this team knows how to hit. They, I mean, they, I'm pretty sure they have yeah. the highest runs in the league right now, scored per game. But, dude, I just – every time I seem to tune into a, a Rangers game, yeah, they scored eight points. But, dude, they let up six runs. I mean, this it's team this team can't play defense very well. And then I feel like at the end of the day, it's going to come back to bite them in the ass, dude. I mean, that's just how it always is. We always say defense wins championships. However, that's more or less football. But at the end of the day, you still need a defense in baseball, bro. And this defense is just not always there for the Rangers. Coming in at number four, I'm going to go with the Orioles. I like this team. I think this is a very... Very good team. There's good pitching. There's good hitting. There's good defensive fielding. Adley Rutschman is a fucking stud, as we all obviously know. I mean, this team is going to do a lot of things. They're sitting in the second place in, like I said, the best division in the league. Behind the best-rated team in the league right now is the Rays. I mean, guys, how long have we known the Orioles to been more or less a poverty franchise? They haven't done a lot of things. Right, twenty thirteen somewhere there. They had a right. good team back then. Like right, Jones. but for the past ten years, we haven't seen nothing out of them. But the Orioles are really coming to play this year, uh, and I mean, dude, it's it, to me, it's mind blowing. I didn't expect this from them this year, but I love it. I love seeing what they're doing. You know, Maryland natives. I fucking love the Phillies. Go Phillies! But you know what I mean. But still, one way or another, my home state always are looking good. I keep them at the four spot, the number three spot. This is going to be a hot take, I think. I'm going to go with the Diamondbacks. That's I would not, not say okay. hot. Okay. I'd okay. Say that's maybe fine. a little that's too fine. high, look, but I wouldn't like, say hot. I love, bro. Look, I love the Diamondbacks. And more specifically than just the Diamondbacks that I love, I love Corbin Carroll. I think Corbin Carroll is a fucking stud. If you love there. him so much, why don't you just marry him? Yeah, dude. <laughs> look, dude, the Diamondbacks, they're hitting the ball. They have a good record. I mean, they're doing just about everything that you could want. This is a team that. I don't. I, for me personally, I didn't expect this much out of them this year. But what they're doing right now, it can't be denied. I mean, they have the third rest, best record in baseball. They're playing very well baseball. Couldn't beat the Phillies three out of four times. But I'll, you know what I mean? Love that shit, baby. But still, one way or another, the Diamondbacks are, in my opinion, a top three team in the league. Sitting at number two spot, mm-hmm. yeah. the Braves. I mean, dude. You can't argue the team that's around there. 
Uh, Ronald Acuna is going to win MVP this year for the NL, probably. I mean, this team is very, very, very well-rounded. Uh, I mean, they always come in. They're always, they always tend to find a way to win, whether it's in the fucking 10th inning of the game or they start off in the first inning of the game. This team always figures out a way to win. They know what they're doing. They have great players all around the all around the fucking outfield and infield. Batting lineup set up very nicely. I mean, this is a team that right now, in my opinion, is probably the NL World Series favorite. As much as I would love to say the Phillies are sitting at the third spot in the fucking division. So I'm going to roll with the Braves. And at the one spot, the Philadelphia Phillies. The <laughs> Philadelphia Nah, the Tampa Bay Rays. I mean, dude, look. Ah, best I know, almost right. They're eleven. I don't mention. Uh the Phillies, dude. I mean, the, the Phillies, the Rays, dude. I mean, they had the best record in baseball, and I feel like right away that I mean that can't be argued. But this team, dude, this team hits the ball. They have the most home runs in the league so far, the most RBIs in the league so far. I mean, you almost look at them and try to try to wonder what they can't do. And they don't even have they don't even have the names all around the board like some of these other teams do. But here they are sitting at the one spot with the best team or not the best team, I'm sorry, the best record in ball, the most run scored in ball. Like this team is just on absolute fire and I can't argue them at the one spot, bro. David, are you are you done? Are you ready, buddy? Uh, I love you, Brooklyn. I tell her she needs to change her shirt because what a trash. Tell her to get out of the camera because we don't accept women on this pod. (laughs) We do. We accept all women. Okay. Wow. Brooklyn, Brooklyn, what did they say about sports? What did they say about sports, Brooklyn? Mm Mm-hmm. She knows who Tim Tebow is. That's what she has to do. That's pretty impressive. That's pretty impressive for being FSU. She actually grew up a Florida fan. Um, So I guess I'll do my top 10. No one's going to agree with my number 10, unfortunately. I put the Philadelphia Phillies in there. Granted, this was... They're like 13, dude. This is before they lost to the the Braves today. This is before they lost to the Braves today. Um, But before, you know, today's loss to the Braves and Tuesday's loss to the Braves, they were 13-2 in the last 15 games. In that time, JT was batting 292 with five home runs, 11 RBIs. Schwar was 259, seven home runs, 14 RBIs. And our boy Bryson was 333 with two homers and eight RBIs. Walker in that time span was 3 and 0 with a 0.45 ERA. He was balling. He was balling. Absolutely insane. Yeah. So I'll go from my mom's favorite team at 10 to my dad's favorite team at nine with the Cincinnati Reds. They have propelled to first place in the NL Central with an 11 game win streak. LA De La Cruz is balling and they got. Joey Votto back, and guess what? Joey Votto still bangs. Bang a rang, dude. He hit he a, hitting bitches. In his first game back, he hit a home run and then a go ahead two run single to give him the lead. Yeah. And you know, so far they're looking good. I think the only thing they want to make a real run at it, they need to get down on pitching. I think that's what they're missing. So look at them, maybe make a trade. Oh, well, the they got Granky. No, that's the Royals. Oh. Um, anyway, at eights, we have the Astros. They lost five in a row after losing Alvarez. Um, they need to get back in the offensive groove now. <clears throat> and now they got passed up by the Angels in their own division. So now they're only third place in the AFC, um, AFC, in the AL West, which is, you know, kind of crazy. Uh, at seven, 
Speak of the devil, or I guess angels. We have the Los Angeles Angels. Wow. Who have won 11 of their last 14 games before being shut out two nights in a row by the Dodgers. Now, however, the only interesting part here is that Ursula and Rendon and Nato are all hurt. So a lot of that run, where the run reliability is on Otani and Trout's shoulders. And so Renfro. It'll be, I, guess, I guess Renfro too. Renfro will have to do a lot don't- of that work. Hunter, baseball Hunter Renfro, though. Not not football Hunter yes, Renfro. Yes. Yeah, not white out Hunter Renfro. White out. Uh, number white six, out. I have the San Francisco Giants. Um, they swept the Cardinals. They swept the Dodgers on the road. And then they won three straight against the Padres. They were the winner of 10 in a row until they lost tonight 10-0 to, to the Padres. They're in second place in the division now ahead of the Dodgers in the NL West and are only at, well at the time I made this. Wait a minute. Who lost 10 to zero to the Padres? The Giants. Oh, yes, they did. Yikes. At number five. At Padres at, or at Giants? I think at, at Padres. Cause I, th- I, I think, think it was they, San Diego. Um, no, no, it's at, it's, yeah, it's at San Diego. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, so at number five, I have the first place team, the NL West. I have the Diamondbacks. Um, now the cream of the crop in the NL West, even with San Francisco lurking behind them. Corbin Carroll looking to be the third player to have ever won uh, MVP and Rookie of the Year in the first season after Fred Lynn. And can you guess the second person who won MVP and Rookie of the Year? Shohei Otani. I would say very close. Trout. It would be Ichiro Suzuki in 2001. Oh, Suzuki. And, uh, you know, I think the only thing holding that back is maybe Acuna Jr. probably winning it. But Zach Gallon is also pitching really well. And the yeah. team is poised for a deep playoff run with their bats and the pitching that they have. Um, however, the only thing is they are 5-5 five and five in the last 10 games. Yeah. And need to watch out for the Giants who have been hot. Number four, I have the Orioles. They had a huge test in a short two-game series against the Rays where they split that series. Rushman had two homers last week. The Orioles would be in first place in every single division except for the AL and NL East. Rip. Um, there, there three, we have the Rangers. Um, they bounce back after losing the series to the Angels, and they and they uh, beat the Blue Jays in that series. They lost in what I think was a terrible call against the White Sox in a blocking violation. Nonetheless, the team still looks good. Great bats, great pitching. Was, um, that the, was that the throw down to first or second or whatever it was, and the guy walked in front of the home plate? Yeah, and they called like yeah, a – that's a right yeah, call, yeah. buddy. That's a right call. I don't know. At number, I did. At number two, I have the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah, they dropped wow! – Listen, they, they dropped. That's they hot, dro- baby. They dropped the series, and they got shut out for their fourth time this year. They are Fuck the winner off. of fifty-two games, um, and they are four and six in their last ten games. They lost tonight against the Royals, um, which I mean, I still think they're one of the better teams in baseball. They lost However, to the Royals. The next team on my list, at number one, got the Atlanta Braves. Oh, As a Phillies fan, it. it stinks to have a great June. And the Braves are on an eight-game win streak, and none of that mattered. Yeah, um, it's so. And the Marlins were on a fucking tear too. They've won nine of their last eleven games. Never forgets. They are the team to beat in the NL with one. Uh, I think I just think they had the one best rounded lineups in the NL as well. Yeah, I think they're too hot and too dominate to have at one right now. Like I said, the Rays are kind of slipping, so that's why I just kind of bumped up the Braves to the number one spot. Yeah. I, I look. I don't. I, I quoted. I mean, 
I can I can get down Look, with that. At I the guess. end of the at the end of the day, I don't hate that. Um I'm a little lit, so I might have missed it. But did you did you have the Marlins on there at all? No. No. He did it. Well, wow. well the Marlins well, the Marlins before the Phillies lost their last couple, they last lost like two or three, but they're playing against a really bad Pirates team right now who's yeah. lost their last ten games. Either but, one way or another, you don't think they're a top ten team? I mean, I think. I mean, well, I guess clearly not. Close. You gave us your top they got to be close. I was about to say. I, I think. I mean, if you could at least say that they're your honorable mention at eleven, I'd accept yeah. it. They, yeah, because I I almost had them at eleven. I just bumped the Phillies up to ten. Okay. Mostly, okay. Then I can accept bias. it. I can accept it. But I mean, still, th- they were on a thirteen-two run before losing little, both yeah, of the Braves. Yeah. I, I can't even. I can't even have the Phillies at honorable mention at eleven. I have them at thirteen, man. I honestly, I was fair enough. They're just yeah. They're they're number eight. In batting average, but their pitching is at like. I guess I, guess I also don't. 21. My mine doesn't really seem like a power ranking. It seems like a more of the who's the hotter team because they didn't have the right. No, but that's, you know, dude, there's nothing the wrong with that. Yeah, I mean, there's I nothing agree wrong with, with being like the hot team. So I'll, I'll get into mine. Speaking of hot teams, give me the red hot Rays. Yeah, I mean yeah. Reds. Sorry, Reds. <laughs> Rays at ten. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, I mean. De La Cruz, dude, ever since he's came up, Baller. this team is looking so much better. The only thing that's holding them back is their pitching. pitching. They are 20, I believe it is 27th in ERA on pitching. Oh, my God. And they're it's, still a winning team. Wow. And they are still in first place in that division. I mean, that, that division's a close race, but it, it it's a uh, misfit close race. Let me ask y'all real quick. Do you guys think by the end of the season – the Dodgers will be in first. No, Mm-mm. no, I don't. I don't think, think takes it. I think the, the way the the way the the way the Braves are rolling. Oh, I don't think. Kind of I guy. think. I think the Braves are going to be the number one team. Are you talking about in that division? What the are fuck you are talking you talking about? about? Yeah, I'm talking in the division. Well, they're not even the same division. You said the Dodgers and the Reds. Wait, Dodgers aren't in the same. Oh, my fault. Man, continue. That's why I thought you were talking about in the NL. My fault. Apologies. Yeah. Continue. No. Um, I mean, they're number 10 in batting average right now at 256, which is pretty good. Uh, and I think a lot of it has to do with De La Cruz. Number nine, I'm with Christian on this. I got Miami. Yeah. Uh, Dale. <laughs> they're... Their batting average, it, their their batting is insane this year. Um, not to mention their thirteenth best in ERA at four oh eight. Uh, you know, fielding is hurting them. They're twenty fourth in fielding right now. So if they got that to just bump up a little bit, you're looking at a top five team right now. Uh, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think that they're a young team, so it's it's really hurting them. At number eight, and I don't think either one of you really had this. I have the Astros. And I have the I have the Astros. I had them at eight. You had them at eight. I had them at eight. The reason I didn't I have, have them, them. The reason I have them at number eight, they're the best pitching in the league right now. Their ERA is number one in the league. Shout out to Javier who got pulled in the fucking third inning yesterday versus the Mets, who have been one of the worst teams in it's baseball since Mets, March. Dude, it happens. It happens from time to time. But they still it are best ERA in baseball collectively at three three point. Fuck the Mets, by the way. Uh, we all hate the Mets. Absolutely. Um, and. Surprisingly, their batting average is at 18th, which is you know you think of the Astros they they're pretty hot with bats. Former um, World Series champions, uh, Astros. They still are the World it's, Series. It's the asterisks on that one. Um, number seven, I have the Yankees. Cork bats game seven. Continue. I'm sorry. I know. Six, I hate sorry. it. I, I have I have the Yankees. Uh, the yeah. only thing that's keeping him off of being better 
is their batting. They're like they're hitting poorly this year. I think yeah. they're 25th in the league this year in hitting, and that's not Yankee yeah, standards. I mean, but look, at the Judge end of the day, out. though, you, yeah, but I say you got to look at how many games. That's why John I still Carlos have Stanton missed, and yeah, okay, okay, my That's fault. why I still have them in the the top ten there because of that, because they have the potential. They're they're pitching. Right. They're they're I think they're number three in pitching this year. Garrett um, Cole's on a Cole's, tear, baby. Cole's having yeah, a year. Yeah. Cole's so, on a tear. That's what I'm saying. That they're number three in ERA at three point seven zero, which is great. Um, number six, I hate to say it, San Fran. Um, why do you hate I, to say it? Because yeah, Kepler, why do you, why, yeah, I hate to say it because of Kepler. I don't like the analytics, it pisses me off. I can't stand. We're like, oh, well, gotcha. you know, analytics told me I needed to do this, but in <laughs> He's reality, 374 in the I month mean, of June on a full shout year. out Rob Thompson for sitting Bryson it. Stott and Brandon Marsh for his fucking lefties. I, I can't, you play the hot hands or the hot bat. I, it pisses me off, and he's been like that since the beginning. But the Giants, they're – I mean, you can't argue with it. Yeah, I mean, they're 12th yeah. in batting right now, and they're 8th in pitching. So they're getting it done on both sides. Number five, number five, I have the Orioles. I absolutely love the Orioles. I think they are one of the youngest teams that has so much potential, but they're not going to get it done. They're not going to be able to take the spot. Uh, they might if they get hot, but they're – they just have so much potential there. I like what they're doing over there. You're not uh, knocking off the Rays, dude. It's going to be hard to do that. Um, pitching 16th, batting's 13th. They're middle of the pack, but they're getting it done. I don't know how they're getting it done, but they're getting it done over there. At yeah. number four, give me the D on the backs. I got the huh? Diamondbacks. Pause? You like dick on your back? <laughs> Excuse as I, me? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I got I got the Diamondbacks. Nick likes back shots. I mean, I mean dude. They are fourth in batting average this year. Uh, what's hurt them is they're pitching. They're middle of the pack at 440 ERA, but their fielding is third best in the league. Um, so I think they're they're keeping them in games based off of what their fielding is this year. Um, number three, I have the Braves. Oh, I have the Braves at number three. Uh, I think wow. the top three, the top three could go either of the any of the ways. I think the top three are really close. Because that's um, the way. Uh huh. Uh huh. You like it. They're second in batting average at two sixty nine. Fourth in team ERA, and they've only been getting hotter in pitching, which is crazy to me. Um, and I hate to see it, but they're looking good. They're looking good. They're going to probably end up taking the number one spot overall in the NL. At number two, I got the Rangers. I mean, wow. they are. This team is hot at the plate. They are so good at the plate. The best batting average in the league, that two seventy two, and they're sixth in ERA at three seventy nine. They're getting it done on both sides. Their feuding is what is costing them from being in that number one spot. They get that going. I think you're looking at a team that might end up taking over on the race. But that leads me to yeah, yeah. the number one team in the league, obviously, and it's the race. It's no question. I mean, there's just so much talent this year on this team, which is crazy to think about. They're all performing over there. They're getting it done on both sides of the the ball. Uh, best record, uh, they they're at a 263, uh, and then they're number two in ERA with a 353, and they have 96 stolen bases this year. That is that's insane. That is 18 better 
yeah. than the second best team in the league. Well, Wonder Frank, yeah, Wonder Frank is doing so well. I think he ran at like Leeds League in War too, which is crazy. Yeah, so like they're getting runners in scoring position along with their average that they have. I and mean, you have is- a shout out, shout out the Bull and the A's who has like forty six stolen bases already. That's yeah, I get it, but as a team to have ninety six stolen bases already, and the closest team is eighteen behind you. That's incredible. I mean, that, yeah. that you're but just I mean, getting... one guy also has 50% of your, you know, and I, and I see what you're saying, though. I see what you're saying. For sure. That's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. So, and they're, they're just getting, they're just getting the runners in scoring position and they're making it count. So, uh, I think it's hard. It's hard to really challenge that one. Um, but hey, David, I, I wanted to, uh, you know, with it being the NBA draft, man, do you got anything going on over there? I know we got some yeah, crazy news. So, I mean, there's just, I mean, it's been kind of a, a lackluster night trade-wise. Um, I'll get into kind of what trades kind of happened tonight when we talk about the the last two couple of nights, what's happened. Um, so, you know, with the finals ending, there's not much going on besides trade deadline and the trade the trades and the draft. Yeah. So I think the big story we're going to talk about right now is going to be the three-way trade between the Celtics, Wizards, and Grizzlies. Unreal. Um, you know, this comes after the first one that was supposed to be the Celtics, Wizards, and Clippers that would have sent Kristaps to Boston, Marcus Morris to Washington with some picks, and then six men in the year Malcolm Brogdon would have gone to L.A. That was scrapped for, I think, it's an even crazier deal. The Celtics get Chris stops and the Grizzlies 23rd overall pick tonight and 21st, 2024 first rounder. The Wizards get Tyus Jones tonight's 35th and um, uh, from Boston, Gallinari and Mike Muscola. And then Memphis gets Marcus Smart. You so know, I, I want to know who y'all think won this trade. Celtics. Look, <laughs> Celtics won that trade. They were hurting for a big man and now they got him. Uh, yeah, I, I just I think I think that I mean, Marcus Smart, I will say, is probably number one or number two on defensive players. Um, he's always good. But, you know, they it seemed like this team always knew how to get defense, you know. Keep teams under 100 points, you know, but look, they were lacking. They were lacking at a big man and they got it. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go on the same page with you, Nick. I think the Celtics as well won this trade. However, David, to your point, in my opinion, I don't think this was the biggest trade. I think CP three to the Warriors in exchange for Jordan Poole and picks as well. To me, that's the biggest trade in the NBA right now. I can't believe I. I personally. Cannot wrap my head around why the Warriors made this trade. In all honesty, you know, I, it's, you know it's why? to get pull out of the get pull off the team. It was to get pull off I, the and, team. And look, I under, yeah. I understand that, but see, if I'm look, I'm I was talking with my boy. His name's also Nick today. I wouldn't have made that trade, dude. I would have kept Jordan. Why are you? Let me ask. The way, let me ask you guys. Why are you sending off Jordan Poole? And I, if you're gonna sit here and tell me, oh look, it was his, it was his regular season play slash playoff performance play this there's year. There's nothing wrong with his regular season pe- play. This okay, year. so then even if you go to his, even if you go off to his playoff performance play, bro, one year's enough for you to go ahead and say you're gonna move on from a guy who, when you're talking about the Golden State War or organization, dude. I mean, this is the next best thing you're gonna find is Steph Curry. With, the, in my opinion, without a doubt, the way I this. look at it, man, is unfortunately for the 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 Warriors. I'm sorry, you have CP3 on your team now, and 
you're not winning a championship. No, you're not. You're not. I don't think CP3 is what pushed them over the edge. And that's why that's why I'm saying to you guys, though, I don't agree with trading a 37-year-old for a guy who is young and can shoot the ball. And if you give him more time to develop, he do will they play need, very well. But do they need another shooter? It doesn't matter. Steph Curry and Clay are gone in the next two years. I don't know, man. Maybe well, they're what, rebuilding. What I will say is going to be interesting here is the because I'm going to mention this now. Who I think the winner is, I'm going to say Memphis won the trade. Now Boston gets really Boston gets a big man right, but they get a 30 million dollar older player, Kristaps, who isn't what he used to be. Right. Now, you don't think you don't think they'll be able Memphis, to restructure that? The Memphis grit. No. I mean, no, 30 million is guaranteed, yeah, and so no, the gri- the Grizzlies get Marcus Smart, who is the 2022 Defensive Player of the Year. One of who 2023 Defensive Player of the Year was, was Jarrett Jackson Jr., who plays for the Grizzlies. So now you have two of the best defensive players in the league on one team. Now, granted, the interesting thing is... You don't is have John Marantho right now. <laughs> for half a season. For half a season. Um, but I think what you can argue here, too, though is the Wizards are making moves. And and yes, what you can say, they, they got rid of their two worst contracts within yes. the last three days. You get yeah. some more cap space in there. Because of all these trades that are happening, the Wizards got these, from the Beal trade, they got six second rounders, four first rounders from the Suns. The Wizards use some of that stuff. They get Jordan Poole, a protected 2030 first rounder, a 2027 second rounder, and Ryan Collins for Chris Paul. Now, real and quick, then, I, I hold on. I'm, I'm sorry, but real quick, I believe the protected, uh, the protected first rounder for next year. That's only thirty. If, if they, I'm about to say it's only if they get a top five pick, correct? I'm not sure what the protected is because a lot of the times. Yeah, it's the, normally it's normally like a lottery. So yeah, like, but if it's, it's a lottery. A lot, I believe pick, it's a lottery pick. So yeah. this is if for 2030 though. Pick, this is seven yeah, years from now. It's a okay, well either way, one way or another, it's still protected for lottery. If they're in a lottery, they'll it's protected. They for don't them. get yeah, it, yeah. but they'll get it the next year, even if they make the lottery. If that makes sense. Okay, so sense? if they make if they make the lottery in 2030, they get their pick in 2031. If they yeah, don't. So, so, so what happened? So this happened. This happened with the the Sixers yeah, not too long me. ago. They the it was a protected pick. It was a protected pick. But the the Kings were were in the lottery, and I think right. they had a top five pick, which mm-hmm. they ended up getting it. But the next year, no matter what, you get that pick. Okay, so so basically, you're telling me is if in 2030 they get a top five pick, lottery pick. They get to keep it, but the next year, even if they were to get another, like let's say they doesn't got matter, one yeah. pick, it doesn't matter. It goes. It to, just okay, it just protects you for one year. Yeah, got you. Cool yeah. beans. Okay, cool. Right. And to add on to that, like I said, moves that the Wizards are making. Wizards then use the 2028 second round they got from Phoenix, as well as their own 2028 second round, to trade from the to the seventh spot tonight, so they can draft Bilal Kolibali, Kolibali, sorry, from France. I did like that pick. I, I will you, say, I think that was, I think that was a good pick. Here's what I want to ask you guys, and with the amount of cap space that they've created and the amount of draft capital they've grabbed, where do we see the Wizards coming in next season? Maybe five. 
I don't. I, I don't think next year is going to be the run. Oh, good. What are you thinking? What are we? What are we thinking? Two capital. to three years down the line. Listen, I said this. Years? I said this last time. It's going to be like the Sixers were with trust the process. Okay. See what happens. Give them a couple years. They're going to be have, a good. Season. They have the capital, and you know, yeah. I'm, 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 it makes me wonder who they're waiting for. Like I said, they they lost about ninety million dollars in cap space in the past yeah. three four That's days. Huge. So they can go out and sign whoever they want to sign. Here's my so, question to you, though, is that they've already brought in Jordan Poole, and he's a shooter. And I, I'm not going to – dude, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I like I like Jordan Poole. I mean, he no, lost I like me Jordan a, Poole, too. Dude, he lost me a lot of fucking parlays this year. From but Michigan. one way or another, dude, I like this guy. And, dude, I think that's going to be a good corner piece for the Wizards. However, I mean, like we just said, $90 million in cap space and all this draft capital – you guys don't think that they make a single push to try and, and try and do something this year? I mean, to try no, and compete no, no, right but, away. Who, but who would be available this year that they want to go out and get for that and much see, money? Look, I understand that through via free agency it's hard, but now you have all this draft capital. You don't you don't think you can make but a single trade capital, for a player? I look, I understand that. And I understand you're not gonna get a top ten player in the NBA off of draft capital. However, you still don't think you can make these trades to maybe grab a top 20 player, putting him on your team. And now with, with Jordan Poole and a top 20 player on your league via trade, you can go out and sign someone like Kyrie Irving. And now right away, you're a team that's ready to compete in my yeah, opinion. They, yeah. But you gotta get the, you gotta get the player to want to go there. That's I, and the see, and no, and I agree with that. And that's the hardest part is having a player that wants to go there. I, I, I don't think the last person I could think of that really wanted to pee Washington was was Katie. John no John oh. Wall yeah John Wall yeah for sure Katie's from the DC area so that's yeah, doesn't matter Katie didn't no, give a fuck Katie just wanted a fucking ring that's why that I dude, went to Golden State yeah pussy. that dude knew he grew up in the area so he knew that that had they had no chance yeah he knew yeah no he chance. knew he knew better than that I will say it looks like they're they're building their future which is crazy and they could, I like they that though could could get something to make them propel, but they might make the playoffs this year. They probably will, but they're not going to be a top five team. On Yo, the, I'm going to give a quick shout out though, real quick while we're on the NBA subject. Uh, no more sickens me to say this, but you know who I think is going to be a decent team next year, boys, probably a top three team in the East. I think the nets are going to do it. I really like that team over there. I, I even with, after everything that they dismantled between Harden gone, Kyrie be a gone top three. In the East, yes, I do. I wow. really like that team over there. I ser- dude, come back to it. Cut, look, come back to it next year, guys. I, I it sickens me to say it, but I think the Nets will be a top three team in the East next year. Between come back the to it. Sixers, Bucks, and Celtics are gonna have the Nets. It's fine, it's fine. I dude, I I hate to say it again, but I think the Sixers are gonna suck next year, dude. Uh I heard they're about to finalize a deal with Harden, dude. I don't know about huh. wow. Ready, my boy, my my roommate Nick. I'm gonna bring this up right now. I was talking to him about this earlier, bro. If I was the 76ers, and y'all, I'm a we got a minute left, so I'm gonna quickly run this out. This might be a total L take. If I was the 76ers, I would 100% have been willing to trade Joel Embiid for the third overall pick no. tonight. Draft Scoot Henderson. Yep, we have been, no big man. Nope, I'd have sent him out, bro. I look, I'd have sent him out we the door. I'd have sent him out the door. I'd have figured out a way to figure out how to get a big man in there, whether it's a sign and trade with Harden or whatever it is, bro. 
I would have sent Embiid right out the door. I would have drafted Scoot Henderson, and I would have figured out a way to get this team going, bro. We've been in the process for about nine year, or eight years now, bro. The process is fucking over, and Embiid's not winning a shit in the fucking NL or the fucking East, bro. It's not happening. It's not fucking happening, bro. It's get not him out the door and move on. Bro, it doesn't matter. Move, wanna, bro. Get him out the door. Know, bro, get him out the door and move on. I'm going to tell you right now what it comes down to, and it's Tobias Harris. Get him out the door and move on. Tobias Harris, that was the dumbest thing they've ever did in the front office by signing him. If no you're going to sit here and he say Tobias Harris is the dumbest move, then you're stupid, bro. The dumbest move is not dealing Embiid while you still can get a fuck ton of capital No, for no it's keeping Tobias Harris for Jimmy Butler. What are you yeah, talking about? 100% worst thing they ever okay, did. And, that was, that and I will I will say he only has one more year left. I cannot wait to get him shipped off, and we get someone that takes, takes that position and plays it as it's a too late. But to say that you cannot, you don't keep Embiid is mind-blowing, man. He's one of the best of defensive players in the league, and he goes out there and puts 30 points up. Can I, look, you can can't, I, can you I, can't get rid of him, man. You okay, don't have a big there. Listen, listen, listen. Can I at least give you my true, true perspective? Like, true perspective. But who I, do you, who's going to be the big man? Just tell me who the big man's going to be. Dude, right now, listen, currently, right now, I don't know. That's, you know what I mean? If you were to get Embiid out of there, I don't know. And, you know, I you look, dude, I get that. I get that. But you have to find, you have to find the replacement, bro. Or not necessarily the replacement, dude, but if the big you... man. Dude, look, stop, stop. Look, bro, listen, listen, dog. Agree or disagree with me right now. The Sixers' opportunity to win this, the fucking finals was a year to two years ago. Was it's it not? Fun. No. I'd say three years ago it was. Yeah. When they had, yeah, it was it was three years ago, but that doesn't okay. matter, dude. Okay, if you, so if no, you no, tell no, me, no, no, so, me, so so here, no, 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 you're sitting here saying it doesn't matter, bro. Dude, every year you wait is less capital you get for Embiid. We trusted this process for eight years, and this eight years has not even brought us a fucking title, bro. In Listen. my opinion, okay. Dude, how long did it take? LeBron James was in Cleveland that first time from 2003 into 2011. He won zero championships. Do you think yep. that the Cleveland yep. should have sent zero him off? Titles. He won zero titles. He went to Miami, but then he bro, but then he came back. Bro, it's different. If How's it different? Bro, bro, if MB, bro, no, 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 dude, it's different. He came back. He came back, bro. It's completely different. If Embiid, dog, you but can't you're saying say, to get bro, rid of Embiid. The whole. You, did you Dude. should have should have gotten man. rid of LeBron me, James. Yeah, and Cleveland, no. bro, it bro, who gives a fuck whether they should have or should have not gotten rid of him? You LeBron do. still left, bro. LeBron yeah. still left. No, he left. He left on his terms. Exactly, bro. It doesn't, bro. It doesn't matter. Bro. I don't, bro. I don't. You didn't. You're not answering my question. Should have Cleveland hadn't gotten rid of LeBron James? Should have they have traded LeBron James and they didn't win a championship? I mean, bro, at the end of the day, it's LeBron James. It's not Joel Embiid. Oh, my he, God. Joel Embiid is the, right now the best player in the NBA by well, Dude, come voted. on. Bro, he's we all said Joker should have won the fucking yes, MVP. Don't say by, that bullshit. By, by voting. By voting. Embiid's he was the number the best. one player. Yes, you don't. You don't. Last so, year, okay, he was right. So, so by, okay, so just so, I'm, just so I'm correct then, by voting. Mike Trout's the NL center field all-star, correct? That's different. That's no, voted listen. by fans. Hey, no, that's voted stop. by fans. Let's not get into this. What I'm hearing from Christian right now is he's basically saying the Sixers need to rebuild now because it's yes. over. Is that what you're saying? Bro, that's what I'm saying. And I feel like every more year you wait, bro, you're losing more and more for Joel Embiid. You got to give him now. Give him two more years. You give no. two more years and then it's over with. So it's you're whatever. telling So just so I'm clear, you're telling me and as Philadelphia sports fans, you're telling me we need to give a guy an entire decade to see if he's worth it or not. Correct? It's not that he's worth it. 
It's just Dude, the team bro. around him. <laughs> stop, stop right now because we did it with Allen Iverson. So I don't want to hear different. That. How is that different? How is that different? Explain how that's how that's different because it's not different. Honestly, to be keep it real with y'all, I really couldn't explain how it's different. I didn't watch basketball back then, so I'm just uh, it's not. It, it's the so I don't same. know if it's different or not. But look, bro, either way, one or another, dude. Look, I feel like as a GM, bro, you got to look at the future of the team all the time, no matter what, bro. If I don't. In it, I don't bro, disagree with that. If you're in a win now period, I get it. But you're gonna bring back the exact same team that lost right now. You know what I mean? Like why? Dude, you you need to make a move, bro. Whether or not, but it's you a different fire. coach. Embiid, but it's Embiid, a different coach. They but made Embiid's a move. not that move to make. You no, build around Embiid and Maxi. You have a young guard. And okay, a young okay. Center. So now, okay, okay, right, right. So you build around. Okay, let me ask you then. You build around Embiid. What's the plan here? Because Maxi's under contract. That, that's great. You got a fucked up Tobias Harris with one of the shittiest contracts in the NBA over there on there as well. And then on top of that, what? You have an aging Harden that's good for assists, and he's about to fucking leave? He don't want to come back I, to Philly. He don't give a damn. I, well, that's I fine. Apologize. If he's aging, then why do you keep him? What's the team, bro? What's the fucking team? I, we I don't apologize. need to trade and be to do that. I want to sit here and apologize for Christian on his banter. He is, uh, for all the kids out there, his cursing is a little little uptight right now. I'm like his, uh, I'm like his asshole. Back. I'll bring we back. need to bring him down just a tone. But yes. I don't, yes. if you're saying they need to rebuild, that's different. But I don't think they do. I think you still need to give Embiid a couple more years. I, I think, I think once they ship out Tobias, if they can get rid of him now, that'd be great. But what I'm saying is they're bringing in a different coach. I never liked Doc Rivers as a coach, I never thought he was good. Now they have a different coach in there. I think he's going to get it done. Give him a year. At least give him a year with this team and see what he can do. Look, look, I'll, Simple tell you as that. This, I'll tell you this much, Nick. I'll tell you this much. I'm not completely against giving him a year under a new coach. However, though, I still will stand by what I said. Every year that goes by from now on, you lose capital in a trade. Dude's coming off an MVP season, but even coming off an MVP season, I still don't think if you'd have traded him the year before this, you'd get as much capital as you would. You know what I mean? If you'd have traded him the year before his MVP season, you'd get more out of him then than you would right okay. now. So let me Every... put it to you this way. Let me let me mm-hmm. ask you this. Okay. Jalen Hurts doesn't win a Super Bowl in the next two or three years. Do we get rid of Jalen Hurts? Not a chance, bro. And there's and there's completely different. There were there's complete. It's completely different though. Let me. Should the Bulls have gotten rid of Michael why. Jordan? This is why. Hey, hey, hey. Don't get me on the MJ can, subject. Can one of y'all tell me how many points Embiid dropped in Game Seven in the most important game of his career? Can one of y'all tell me where he was? One game. I understand and, that. You know what, bro? I under, look. Listen, listen. Right, listen we're listen, getting off. Bro. We're getting off. No, track we're not going off topic, bro. This is fact. If you're going to sit here and tell me that in the most important game of his career, this guy who we've put the entire process around, who we've trusted through everything, he cannot show up as a Philadelphia fan, bro, because we are one of the hardest sports fan bases in the entire. Fucking everything, bro. Listen, man. I just I'm think- cool, bro. I'm cool. And you know what? And you're going to sit here and say Jalen Hurts this, that. The- Jalen Hurts played statistically the best Super Bowl of any quarterback in NFL history, bro. He came out and produced. The defense wasn't there. I don't agree with the calls. I don't agree with the turf that was on the field. Well, I would However, argue that Jalen Hurts' trade capital is very high right now, so you might as well trade It doesn't matter, him. though. It, bro, that's, <laughs> oh, it doesn't now. Hey, it doesn't now. See, it doesn't. see Christian, you're getting back guys, in the corner. Bro. Bro, Listen, you guys okay. aren't seeing it. But Jalen Hurts, bro, see, you guys are sitting here saying, oh, it's capital. Da, da, da. Bro, Joel Embiid. You're saying only, that. You're, you're talking about I get it. No, I get right it. Now. I get it. I get it. But Joel Embiid's the only MVP I've ever known whose capital has decreased from last year as an MVP. Listen, I'm I'm not 
I, listen, it's fine. I, I, you, whatever you're saying, I, I, I it's, in my opinion, I don't like it. I, I don't, it's fine. I don't agree with it. My I boy told a, me to throw my opinion out on this one, and I, 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 I think I it's, I think it. it's an L take, hundred percent. I, I think, think you're an L take, Joe. Whatever, L-take. man, it's fine. But we'll get into it. Hey, uh, David, what, what's your bet of the week here, man? I don't want you to lose Yo, let me this. Hear this voice. Yeah, well, I'm gonna lose it. Um, love that. The bet of the week is that Zion Williamson will not be a Pelican by the next time we record this podcast. Wow. Think, what do you think? I think Z- I, so it's going to be hard to say now that the draft has happened, you know, I thought he could have gone to the Clippers or the Hornets. Hey, did we get a pick this year? No, we lost the first round pick for tampering <laughs> for, uh, I think PJ, for Harden, right? It was a Harden. That was PJ Walker. Oh, it was um, PJ Walker. It was PJ Walker. Walker. Yeah. You're right. Um, but I think we can look out for the Knicks, maybe the trailblazers, and maybe Philadelphia can make a trade in there. I've heard a lot of people saying they could sign trade Harden and send Harden to New Orleans for Zion. But my take is just that Zion Williamson will not be a Pelican by the end of the week. I thought it was crazy, man. I did see that for some reason the Sixers are a front runner for Zion. Yeah, I which is crazy. That, we don't see, need at, that. At one point, or another, though, I also saw we were a front runner for Dame, and now we're not at all. Now, Dame, Dame. Actually, after the pick that they just got today, he loved it. He loved that pick that they just picked up. Dude, I, I can't mean, dude, think of look, his name. Look, they got, like, they got, uh, guys, I like I Scoot, literally, yeah. like I literally just said to you guys, I would have traded Embiid to get that third pick when I found out Scoot was there. I think Scoot should have been a second overall pick. Y'all can shake your eyes, whatever the fuck you want to do. You don't understand, but love, nah, it's a good. We that's love a good you, pick. We love one you, way or another, look, one way or another though, I think Dame's out of Portland, bro. It doesn't matter who they drafted. It, it, dude. Dame, bro, Dame Dame has what? He deserves three, a ring, man. He deserves That's a what ring. I'm saying. Dame 100%. has what? Three good years? Like three prime years? Dude's 33 years old. He's got three to four prime years left in this league. He's, bro, he's gone. He's going to find himself a ring, and he should, as he should. He deserves a ring. Yeah, he's he's kind of dying over there in uh, Portland, man. It, it's yeah, unfortunate. why rot? Yeah, it's unfortunate. All right, Christian, uh... What's our Goldie's locks this week, man? How are we doing on this? Have we hit one yet? No. Dude, no, we haven't. And I will tell you guys right now, I'm going to give you guys the pitiful backstory of my past week in betting. I laid a seven-legger just two nights ago. Uh, on that seven-legger that I laid two nights ago, six out of seven legs hit. The Diamondbacks happened to be my seventh leg that failed me. The Diamondbacks, I should also mention... We're up five to two at one point and then blew it in the seventh. And then I should also double back on that and say two days before that, I placed a six legger and I took the Pirates against the Cubs and the Pirates lost. So, boys, in a total of a, uh, what would that math be there? 13 legger. Uh, I missed two legs out of them all and costed me over $1,000. Now, that being said, pretty shitty, but. I will say the one day I did tell you to take a couple teams and you didn't take them. However, though, I will also double tail off of that. You did not tell me to not pick the eight or the, I'm sorry, the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks. I did not. I, he also, I he also told you to pick that. the Rockies. So. And I, yeah, but I say, and I will also say, Nick, the last time you told me to pick anything, you told me to pick the Rockies. They were, they were up five nothing. They were up five nothing, just like the Diamondbacks. They were not I'm up sorry. five nothing. They, they were up three, three to zero. Three nothing. Okay, sorry. Yeah. It's a difference. All right, so what do you got going on? Are you picking some Saturday games? What what games yeah. are you picking? Yeah. So I'm going to start this one off here, and uh, and it's not looking good for them 
currently in the series that they're in right now. But I think they bounce back coming on Saturday. I'm going to go first one on the four-legger is going to be the Phillies at or Phillies at home against the Mets. Mets are a very, you know, they're not, they're not, they haven't been great as of recent. Uh, the third worst team in baseball since May. Um, the Phillies are hot, like we said. They haven't done a lot against the Braves, but they're also the NL leading Braves. And I think, you know what, once they get that out of there, they're going to come back. They're going to be ready to play, continuing at home against the Mets. I think it's going to be a good one. And that's my lock for the first pick. Coming at the second pick, and this one's going to be the underdog pick. I'm going to take the Diamondbacks at the Niners. I think the Diamondbacks bats are going to stay hot. I think they're going to be able to the, hit. The what? McCaffrey going out there pitching. Sorry, bro. I caught that. The yeah, Diamondbacks no, I caught at the that. Giants. Yes, Diamondbacks at the Giants. Still either way, one way or another. Diamondbacks are going like to stay that hot. One. I do like that one because, one, the Giants haven't picked their starter, so it sounds like they might be going with a bullpen start. And Kelly is on the mound for Arizona, and he's 9-3 this year, so I do like that pick. Next pick, I'm going to have the Rangers beating the Yankees at the Yankees. I think the bats continue to stay hot here. I think the I think the Rangers. Uh, I mean, dude, I just I don't know. I mean, we we see the Yankees lineup right now is kind of derailed. Like I said, Judge is on the ten day IL once again. The pitching hasn't been all there. It's not a Garrett Cole day, so I'm gonna roll with the Rangers again. This is this is a pretty good pick, Christian. Um, Rangers to be determined on their starter. They don't know. It could be a bullpen game again. Uh, but the Yankees are throwing their Ace, and I say this sarcastically, Severino, and he has a 6.3 ERA, and he's 0-2. And like you said, with all that, I think that's a good pick. Poor Luis yeah. Severino. He was so good a couple seasons ago. Yeah. Wait happens. a minute. Yo, I don't know about you, Nick, but uh, right now 22. I have him throwing Jay Gray on the Rangers, who's 6-2 and two with a 2.96 ERA. Can you see that? That's fine, but here you go. Okay. No, that's fine. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Yeah, no, I I disagree. I think I think the Rangers are going to be able to handle that. I think. No, I agree. I like right now. Game. Look, hey, oh, right now, are we look showing, at me. Are we showing pictures? Hey, look at me, Nick. Look at me, Nick. Oh. Seven to two Rangers. Mm, 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 mm. Seven to two. Okay, is that is that your three leg? You doing one more? Give him the fourth leg. One more, baby. There's always one more. And the final game of the day, and I'm Rage throwing Rage. this in there because I think that there's a, hey, hey, I'm not going to lie to you. I really did like the Reds there. I was about to take them, but I want to go with a more secure pick here. And so on the secure line to boost this three leg to a four leg is, in my opinion, the absolute lock of the week. Give me the Rays at home against the Royals. It's probably going to fall somewhere around a minus 180 to a minus 200 line. However, we're talking about the best team in baseball against arguably the top two worst team in baseball at home as well. I think this is going to be a very easy dub. I think the Rays are going to take this 100% easily. And that's going to be the four-legger, boys. Christian, that, think, that last pick. That, unless the Royals know one tonight against the Rays. So Listen, I, I don't see on my screen who's pitching for the Rays, but I will tell you who is throwing for the Royals that game. Oh, for 11 with a 6.72 Solid. ERA in Solid. the Royals. That means he's due for Watch one. It. 
He's, he's due, due for, for one, one, but I don't think he's getting against the Rays. But I, I like those. Papers. I'll tell you what, though, dude, a one point two eight year or a whip is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I, I mean. But oh for eleven. Oh, oh for dude, he's oh for. Be worse, he could be oh for twelve. Uh, but dude, look, I mean, <laughs> he's going. I mean, I mean, honestly, Nick, I'm gonna be real with you. I didn't even look at that, but now that now that we both just seen that and threw that in against one of the, I mean. I'm sorry, against in, me and Nick's opinion, best team in yeah. baseball. No. I'm just I'm, yeah, I'm trying to help you out. Mm-hmm. With mm-hmm. The only one, the only one that throws me off is the Phillies and Mets. And the only reason it throws me off is our kryptonite has always been the Mets, no matter what. But Sanchez is he's three, he's this is I think he's getting his first start or he hasn't he hasn't got a win yet. Um and he's going up against Carrasco. And Carrasco's 6.34 ERA. Carrasco has our number, bro. But you got to think, you're in Philly, and a 6.34 ERA against Philly's hot team in June. I actually like that pick, man. I actually like that pick. Look, I'm not going to lie to you guys, though. The last last Phillies game I went to happened to be in New York with my boy, who is sadly a fucking Mets fan. I've been trying to change that for a couple months now, but – and Carrasco did pitch against us, and he let up a one ERA to a one Amunda Sosa home run. Carrasco. <laughs> yeah, that is trash. <laughs> Take it to <laughs> Oh, man, that's all the way over here in Jacksonville, man. Well, I can smell that up. shit here in Wilmington. You're you so like up. an elephant. <laughs> so... <laughs> all right, guys, that's going to get us into our last segment. Thank our, God, it's eleven thirty. Oh my God, it is eleven thirty. Our dubs and chugs, guys, going in. Poop my pants. Friday's games. We got the Royals versus the Rays. <laughs> is this much of a question, boys? Give me the fucking Rays. Yeah, you keep saying that, but again, the Royals beat the Rays tonight. Um, however, the Royals are still part of the worst team in baseball. Um, Grinky is pitching and he's one in seven with a 4.81 ERA. You have Eflin who's pitching as we know him well, he's eight and three, a 3.26 ERA. So I do have the Rays winning that one. Yeah, I think Eflin, you know, going over to the Rays really helped him. I, I actually liked him in Philly. Um, but I think the Rays get it done over there. Uh, going into our second game, the Twins versus the Tigers. Maybe you know who's pitching. Your mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it is your aunt. I will, I will put this in perspective. Uh, Twins is pitching Meta, which is zero and four with a nine point zero zero ERA, mm-hmm. and but Detroit is pitching Carson Wentz, which is a six point eight two ERA and is only one and seven. So it's a god awful pitching matchup. Uh, look, that's why be, I that's why I picked it because this is gonna be a really L take right now. But can you repeat the teams? Twins versus Tigers. Twins. Yeah, so it's gonna be a god awful pitching matchup. Like I said, uh, Nick also read off the numbers, so I will just go with Detroit at home. Yeah, I'll, I'm gonna take Detroit at home too. I think I like that pick. Uh, you know, last time I picked a lot of David's picks it. It worked out for me, but I, I do I do like Detroit at home here, guys. Uh, going into our last game on Friday, we got the A's versus Blue Jays. Can I be real with you? Yeah, I'm gonna take the it. A's, baby. 
Yeah. So unfortunately for the A's, they went on a streak of seven games in a row and they're like, oh, maybe we're going to win. But then they went on a streak of, I think, seven to eight losses in a row now. Um, so it stinks that they're sucking again. Their flame was put out by the, after the Phillies swept, uh, swept them. They aren't good. The Jays are. So I'm going to pick the Jays. Yeah. So they have, uh, they have, they have, uh, A's have Capri Eliana or Capri Alon. I don't know how to say his name. Anyway, right-handed pitcher. The Blue, the Blue Jays have been pretty well against right-handed pitchers this year. So give me the Blue Jays in that one. Going into Saturday, we got one of the hottest teams in baseball going up against one of the best teams in baseball, the Braves versus Reds. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what, dude. This, this, this. Honestly, I really like this matchup. I really do. Uh, it's just gonna be a tough one. I think. Honestly, do we have the pitchers for the game yet? What I'm seeing for the Reds, they haven't announced it. I don't know if David has something different. Um, I don't have anything for the Reds, but okay. uh, for the Braves, Schuster's pitching. Yeah, and Schuster's done. He's like seven and three this year, or something like that. He's four and two with the four, four, four five, seven. Oh, never mind. I'm wrong. Look, I do like the Reds, and. And even more at home do I like them, but it's it's very it's very hard for me to pick against this Braves lineup. So I'm gonna roll with the Braves. It is very tough. This is gonna went back and forth on because like although the Reds have won eleven in a row right now, the Braves have won eight, nine of their last eleven. Maybe you never forget. And I just think that it's gonna be tough. But I'm gonna stick with Cincy and say that the Reds take this one. Man, okay. I really, I really thought, I really thought me and David were gonna pick two separate teams here. I thought I was gonna go with the Braves because they're, they're good, but the Reds are getting it done. Their bullpen's starting to come, or their their pitching starting to come around. Mm-hmm. I say they're twenty seventh in the league, but they're getting better. They were, I think they were thirty first. Yeah, sure. Um, give me the Reds at home, man. I think they get it done over there. Uh, getting into the next game, Pirates versus Marlins. Yeah, for me, guys. Uh, here's I got a, I got a personal vendetta against the Pirates. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I picked them, like I said earlier here in this podcast on Goldie's Locks. Picked them. I don't know, probably like five days ago to win, and they fucked up my parlay. So uh, who are they playing again? Marlins. So give me the Marlins. Yeah, so I don't know if Nick cursed your parlay. Um, Nick said the Pirates are going to be in first place by the end of this week, and they have lost 10 straight games now. Um, I know. They are, they are now fourth place in the NL Central. Nick, you fucker. The Marlins Sorry. have been hot, so Lair and Arreyes are hitting phenomenally, so I have the Marlins winning. Shout out you real quick, though, David, because I – um. Oh, what the fuck was I about to say? I forget what I about to say. Continue on. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like I like the Miami. They're on a tear. They're a pretty good team. Um, They didn't play good in the last series that they had, but I think they're going to get it done at home. Give me Miami at home. Oh, I remember what I was going to say, David. The same day that you picked the Brewers, I picked the Brewers, and they fucking lost. <laughs> That's because the Brewers don't like me. What did I nope. tell you? Yeah, you got it. Well, you, you know what, dude? It. I thought you had good picks. So that's going to get into our last game on I mean, Saturday. I did better than you last week. That's true. Last game on Saturday, it's going to be the Cubs versus Cardinals. Yeah, this is hard for me because I feel like the Cubs are very hot in their past couple of games. Uh, but at home, give me the Cubs, baby. Let's go. 
Actually, what you don't know is that the Cubs and Cardinals series is being played in London this week, so there's actually no home field advantage. Oh, so, I didn't know that. So uh, Adam Wainwright's going to be pitching for the Cardinals, and uh, he gets to start there. However, the Cubs are playing really well right now and making a comeback towards the top. So I, uh, I see Steelers on the mound at the 7-2 and 2.71 ERA, so I have the Cubbies winning that game. You yeah. sound like a faggot. I, I love it, man. Uh, Wainwright's just not the Wayne, same Wainwright. From, no. From, I got uh, blisters old. on my fingers. Steele's having a great performance. Uh, give me give me the Cubs in London. So that's going to get oh. us into Sunday. And I picked some pretty good games on Sunday. We got here, baby. Rangers versus Yankees. I'm going to roll with the Rangers. I think the bats stay hot. I think they're going to come into New York. Like I said, right now, their best player, Judge, he's on the 10-day IL. I think that's going to continue to play out well for the Rangers. I'm going to take the Rangers. So, yeah, you have the best hitting team in the league versus arguably the best pitcher in the league in Garrett Cole. Cole is 8-1 and one with a 2.64 ERA this year. There are some injury issues with New York, and like you said, batting-wise. However, like we've been pointing out, the defensive-wise for the Rangers aren't as good as their offense, so I will actually take the Yankees beating the Rangers here. Nice. You're going to lose now. Yeah, what I'm looking at, what I'm looking at here, man, and I'm, I'm with David on this, the Rangers haven't announced who they're starting, and it's Garrett Cole, man. Uh, one of, arguably one of the best pitchers in the league right now at home. Yankees get it done. Going into the Battle of the Soxes. Yeah, let's go. We got the Red Sox versus the White Sox. Yeah, I'm going to, um, honestly, I'm going to take the White Sox because I have a lot of White Sox if you're picking up what I'm putting down. They're more like yellow but, and crusty, up. but. No, I'm basically yeah. saying I bust a nut in my sock. I, I didn't have a set. You didn't, we, we understood knew, we knew what, what you were saying. We knew Unfortunately you were... for you, though, that's why you get the Red Sox, which you really need to see a doctor about, by the way. <laughs> oh, damn. But, um, you know, like Christian before laundry day, we got two mismatched socks here. Uh, this matchup is going to be interesting, so I will have the socks winning. Wait, what? Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait, you, you, uh huh? <laughs> no, uh, I'm, I'm kidding. I think the Red Sox are the better team, so I'm going to have I'll them. take. Yeah, they're playing, they're playing Chicago, which is really going to help the White Sox, uh, there. But again, Red Sox. They're a great batting team. They're they're a top 10 batting average in the league. Give me the Red Sox taking that one. Then we have Astros versus Dodgers. Yeah. Do you have the pitchers? I if you give me one second, I can tell you the pitchers. I'll give you two. One one thousand. You have two one thousand. Houston's throwing Brown with a three point seven eight ERA, and uh, the Dodgers is put is uh, pitching Gonsolin with a two point nine two ERA. Gonsolin, yes, Guzzling. Honestly, I'm a very I'm a very big advocate for not picking against the Dodgers at home, so I will take the Dodgers. I mean, we thought this could be another possible World Series matchup. You have two powerhouses who've been playing under par the last couple of weeks. Astros have had some injuries. The Dodgers just aren't playing well. They both now are in third place in the respective divisions. I think this is going to come down to pitching. And I think for that game, I'm going to give the slight edge to the Dodgers and pick L.A. See, I, 
I wanted to pick LA, but I think Houston's going to get this one done to close it out on Sunday. But that's going to get us into our tiebreaker game on Sunday, and that's going to be the D-backs versus the Giants. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you, dude. I really like this game. And it's hard, but... So am I. Not gonna lie. Nice, me too. Brooklyn. Um, I'm not going to lie to you, though. Here's what I got. I'm going to take the Giants. I'm going to take them 7-6. to six. And not even that, I'm going to go a step further, and I'm going to say the Giants walk it off in the ninth. Ooh. That has no bearing on the tiebreaker, um, but uh, <laughs> I think this is going to be a good game. You got two of the best teams in the NL West. Last game of the series, the first place spot could be on the line here. It'll be interesting. I have the Giants staying hot, and I think they win this one 7-4 to at home. Yeah, this this is a this is a tough game here. Um, I think wait a minute, wait a minute. did I say did I say seven to six or seven to nine? Seven, to, seven six. to six. Okay, cool, cool. Continue. Um, yeah. So I I mean, it's gonna be a, a tough matchup there. Uh, but I'm gonna take the Diamondbacks six to three in that. Wow. Game. Yeah, man. So we'll I also at this point I don't have to watch any of the games this week. I only have to watch the Astros versus Dodgers because I think that's the only game Nick and I did not choose in the, the same. Um, so that's the only one I really have to pay attention to. Uh, so hopefully the Dodgers pull I, that one off. That way I know I can't lose the Nick. I did the same thing I did last week, and I was going up against matchups, and uh, I did decent. I did decent. So. Um, you know, all right, well, look, do the sign off, bro, because I gotta piss so bad. I'm rocking back. Oh I like how you're complaining. I have to go to work at, in the morning, so <laughs> shut the fuck but, up, hey, bro. Like always, guys, I love, love all of it. I love everyone out there. Hey, again, enjoy the weekend. Yeah, have a, have a great weekend. And what I will say is, Christian's take is still an L take. Goodbye. Come join the hype, we're not just blowing steam We're known for our hot takes, blazing the fire Bringing heat to the table, never preaching to the choir Debating on players' teams and even strategies Repeat for real the sugar-coated fallacies David's on the mic, spinning knowledge of flair He breaks down the stats with a voice smooth like air Christian's a funny guy, bringing laughter and joy He got the jokes unlocked and no one can destroy Next to analysts, break down the X's and O's He sees the game differently like nobody knows Together unite, forming a podcast dream team Making waves in the industry, fulfilling their schemes How they taking pockets, we taking over the scene We drop dubs and chugs within the sports dream From a hot takes to deep dive, it's a winning regime Come join the hype, we not just blowing steam